Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers, it's Groundhog Day! Well, it's Groundhog Day, again. I don't believe in the hog, but I, I like it. I like it because... But the hog is out. It's a whimsical holiday, and so many of our holidays are serious. He sees his shadow, he doesn't see his shadow, it's nice people. You know, people like blood sausage, too. People are morons. Now, from the palatial Bob and Cherry Studios, it's Bob and Cherry. It is delightful to have you with us here. We've got our whole crew, Doc, and we got Max, and we got Lamar, Sherry, and me, Bob Lacey. Ah, that's exactly right. Well, we had, as I mentioned on the show, my grandson with us for three days, and I wanted to do some cool stuff with him. I don't want to stick him in front of the TV and nothing else. So we were outside. We're at parks. We're having a great time. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get some popcorn. And we're going to pop it. And he's going to watch how it pops. He'll think it's fantastic. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to get what I used to get as a kid, Jiffy Pop. If you don't know what Jiffy Pop is, it's this aluminum little pan with a handle. And inside is uh, popcorn. And it has an expanding aluminum cover that gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it pops and you have to keep moving it so the popcorn doesn't burn the oil is already in it just take off the cardboard top and you watch it pop so i'm at the popcorn section in the supermarket and i'm looking and there's orville redenbacher and there's stuff already popped in bags and the cheddar you know cheese type and there is no Jiffy Pop. I don't think it exists anymore. And it made me sad because it's all microwave and there's nothing cool. Uh, you put the bag in. All right. The thing pops. I guess there's a little something there. But the thrill, I can remember as a, as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, watching that aluminum thing turn into like an aluminum hat with fantastic popcorn inside that we could pour butter on. It was one of the greatest things out of being a kid of my lifetime. And it's gone now forever. And it made me sad. I wanted him to see it. I wonder if it got gone during COVID because um, I remember like my girls wanting to experience that and making that for them. But of course, you know, who, like when was the last time you even thought of Jiffy Pop? Because popcorn is so much easier and different now i wonder yeah. if that's when it got discontinued i'm seeing know. they still make it it's just not as no, widely available yeah. yeah oh is that right yeah they still make it walmart's oh, yeah. got it 
Yep. Walmart's got they it. do. And you Walmart can buy it online yep. too. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do that the next time that I get it. It was just one of you know how when you're a kid there are just certain things that are just mind blowing to you. Like all of a sudden there's there's like a a carnival that comes to your town, and they've got like the tilt a whirl, and they've got three colors of shaved ice with uh, sugary sugar stuff on top of them, blue and red and green. It's just, it blows your mind as a kid. Um, but you know, it's so different for, like, we always have to remember, I was having this conversation with Karamia a few days ago. Like, you and I didn't, we weren't born into the same world at all. Like, there's a, an entire universe of experiences that she'll never have. And that's yeah. true for me too, because she was born into a right. completely different world than I was. Like there's a there's some mind blowing stuff out there coming for little Christian. <laughs> it may not be Jiffy Pop, but yeah, it it's no, hard I to remember that. that sometimes. Yeah, it's more. I, and I admit, people are thinking this right now. It's more about me than it was him, because I just you know makes me feel good. I just want to pass along something that I loved, and I wonder if I got it if he would have been as excited about it as I was with everything that he can see and do today. That's the, like, that's the thing you have to be ready for it to yeah. be like, Oh, okay. Oh, that's it. And he it's walks popcorn. Away. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't, right, exactly. you have to be ready for it to not be as magical as it was. for yeah. you. I know. It. Yeah, I know. It. So, Sadly, I, it's good to know. True. I'm, I'm hey, going to get um, some. I'm going to Walmart. Today, today is Groundhog Day. Um, let's, mm. uh, let's, uh, we got a little Groundhog Day song for you straight ahead. And also, apparently, there's some controversy about letting the groundhog be the one who sees his shadow. We'll catch you up next. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, go. How the rabbit hole. PETA says that we should not let Punxsutawney Phil yeah. out of his cage to see a shadow. Happy Groundhog Day, everybody. PETA says right. that, quote, Punxsutawney Phil is not a meteorologist, which I think is a fair statement. He is a groundhog. He is a large rodent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. And he Thank deserves you. better than to be exploited. Um, PETA says we should use a coin um, for the gathering yeah. instead of letting uh, Punxsutawney Phil come out to see his shadow. This isn't the first time that PETA has tried to get rid of Punxsutawney Phil. Um, they say that groundhogs are naturally shy, solitary animals, and, and they don't uh -huh. want to be used to predict the weather. And again, I can't argue that. I have no way of knowing what groundhogs want or don't want. But I think it's fair to point out that they are not meteorologists. So, who knows what's going to happen when Punxsutawney Phil peeks out of his burrow in just a little bit here. But we have a little Groundhog Day something for you. And now, with a song about Groundhog Day, Kevin James and Jimmy Fallon. Well, he ain't the tooth fairy. He won't bring you money. And he don't bring you peeps, because he ain't the Easter Bunny. There ain't no pot of gold. He ain't a leprechaun. He's a rodent named Phil, and he hails from Punxsutawney. It's Groundhog Day. Go get your sweater. Watch a buck tooth beaver predict the weather. It's Groundhog Day. He takes a peek. You might need a jacket for another six weeks. I don't watch the news. 
news Don't need no Rachel Maddow I'd rather watch a grown-up Chuck E. Cheese look for his shadow And Bill's a movie star He ain't just small and furry He's in a movie with Andy McDowell and Bill Murray He's in a movie with Andy McDowell and Bill Murray He's in a movie with Andy McDowell and Bill Murray He's in a movie with Andy McDowell and Bill Murray Stop it, man, you already said that it's grandma on <laughs> I remember the first time we pulled him out of the hole. And he looked at all of us and he said, I'm much more than a mole. Cause if I see my shadow, well, it's six more weeks to chill. And that's when we all knew it was Bugs and Tony Thane. Go get your sweater. A real life attitude. <laughs> He's doing his Bruce Springsteen thing there. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. All right. I've never um I've never seen the Groundhog's prediction actually be accurate. You know, it's the beginning of February. I think we're probably gonna have six more weeks of winter. No matter what Punk Stony Phil does. Go to bobandcherry.com to nominate a teacher to win a vacation from Visit Florida to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. We got morons in the news coming up, and we have the People's Movie Critic this week reviewing Griselda on Netflix. It's Bob and Cherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Every Plate. Skip the grocery store and save money with Every Plate. It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With morons in the news. You know, there's a viral YouTube video of a Texas man allegedly reaching speeds of 150 miles an hour on a motorcycle. Wow. Now, they've taken it down, but along uh, some of the viewers that saw it were the Colorado State Patrol, which now wants to award the man criminal charges for his driving. Rendon Dietzman, 32, of Justin, Texas, goes by Gixer Bra on YouTube and posts videos from a camera mounted on his helmet while driving his motorcycle. A video titled, From Colorado Springs to Denver in 20 Minutes, appeared to show him traveling at high speeds while weaving in and out of traffic. The video has since been taken down, but too late. The cops have already seen it, and they've issued an are saying that he violated several laws, put hundreds of people in jeopardy, and being arrested for driving the way Dietzman allegedly did is really the best case scenario, Kelser said, considering the alternatives that can result in death or serious injury. If you drive like this, you can expect to be arrested when you're located. This is the best outcome for a person who drives like this because the smallest mistake could result in his death or that of an innocent person in the area. We simply have zero tolerance towards someone who blatantly disregards the well-being of the community. Justin is a city in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area, and the Colorado Patrol said it worked with the Dallas Police Department to identify Dietzman, whose videos appear to show him at one time reaching 180 miles an hour. Wow. He is, on a motor, he is, wait, wait, on a motorcycle? On a motorcycle, yes. He is facing charges of menacing, 
um, engaging in a speed contest, reckless endangerment, reckless driving, speeding 40 miles an hour over the speed limit, exhibition of speed and driving without a license plate. Have you ever been going down the road and have somebody pass you on a motorcycle going maybe 100, 120? Oh, yeah. You, it, it's you don't. It, it's like by the time you react to it, he's already a quarter mile up the road, and it just makes you jump. And in California, it's legal for them to drive between cars. They don't have to. They don't have to go by the lanes in California. You can on a motorcycle. You can go between two cars. And have I, you I ever had that happen to you? Have you ever I've been never, on the road? When Car- somebody Carla has, has been in California, yeah. she's been in California on a business trip, and she said it's unnerving to be driving, you know, down the road at seventy miles an hour and have a motorcycle come blitzing between you and the car next to you. That's crazy. the last time that happened to me. I I almost wrecked from <sighs> the shock of it. How fast yes. this person was going? That's insane. Yes. Well, it today's is. moron of the day is going to make dog owners and dog lovers everywhere feel better about the naughty things their dog has done. So a seven-year-old golden doodle in Pennsylvania had a little snack. His people, Clayton and Carrie Law, had um, some landscaping work done at their house, and they wanted to pay the landscape gardeners in cash. So they went to the bank, and they withdrew $4,000 in $100 and $50 bills, Hmm. and they put the money on the kitchen counter. And Golden Doodle, the or Cecil the Golden Doodle, had never been a bad boy before, oh. ever. And then they went into the kitchen, and Cecil the Doodle had eaten the money. The wife said, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. The couple really did it. He really did it. Oh they tried God. to salvage as much of the money as they could from bits that um, Cecil threw up. And, of course, some of it passed through the dog naturally. <laughs> and so far, um, they've been washing the money, um, cleaning it in the sink, soaking it in disinfectant. And so far, they've been able to recover about $3,500. Mrs. Law said, <laughs> quote, I never thought I'd be able to say I've laundered money, but there's a first time for everything. And when you see this dog's face, he looks like he knows he's been a very bad boy. And he's very, very sorry. And he will never eat thousands of dollars in cash ever again if you'll just give him another How chance. How could it have tasted? Then he went, oh, what? oh, a 50. Oh, well, that's, that's so good. Let me have the 100. <laughs> You know what I think? I think, because um, I my pets do this. If it's on the kitchen counter, even if it doesn't taste good, they assume it's delicious food and they just keep going. Wait till you see the look on this dog's face on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Don't go anywhere. We have the People's Movie Critic coming up with his review of Griselda on Netflix. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. In South Abington Township, Pennsylvania, a Lackawanna County Animal Shelter is hosting a unique fundraiser. This is also an opportunity to have some fun this Valentine's Day. For a $5 donation, 
the staff at Griffin Pond Animal Shelter in South Abington will happily write the name of an ex-lover, friend, co-worker, landlord, what have you, on a pee pad that the dogs use. This lighthearted <laughs> fundraiser started last year when the shelter rescued nearly 200 rabbits from a hoarding situation. I can't imagine what that was like. Money raised <clears throat> truly does make a difference, and it helps the shelter carry out its critical mission of giving animals in need of a second chance, the shelter manager said. We're a shelter that's based only on donations. That's how we pay our employees. That's how we buy supplies. That's how we're able to spay and neuter animals, vaccinate, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, the fundraiser runs until Valentine's Day. More information can be found online. This seems to be incredibly fun. I can only imagine what would be written on all of these pee pads. Guys. I hope, we, I hope they do really well. I really we do. Missed, <laughs> we missed such an opportunity when my little dog Sam was with us and he wore his diaper every day of his life. <laughs> what, last Valentine's Day, why didn't we have listeners um, submit and we could have written their exes on Sam's diaper? You know what? Shame on us, Lamar. Bob. That was a missed opportunity. I'm, we I'm could uh, we could have had our own names on diapers and uh, sold them to a lot of program directors over the years. <laughs> that oh, would have raised They the already money. did it. <laughs> they oh, did they it did? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bob and Sherry. The People's Movie Critic Review on Bob and Sherry is sponsored by Tide. Washing your clothes with Tide on cold cleans great and provides savings for your wallet and the environment. It's time for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Griselda, starring Sofia Vergara on Netflix. What did you think, Lamar? I'll just say this. When a movie opens up with a quote on a screen that's from Pablo Escobar that says, the only man I was ever afraid of was a woman named Grisella Blanco. You know you are in for something. The, the same producer and director team that made Narcos did this Netflix series, so they know what they're doing with the drug business. It stars an almost unrecognizable Sofia Vergara as Griselda, who grew up to be the murderous drug lord known as the Cocaine Godmother. Now, the first episode, and it's a six-episode uh, series, the first episode shows Griselda taking her three children and fleeing from her husband to Miami from Medellin, Colombia, in 1978. She did take a kilo of uncut cocaine with her so she could get a new start in America. Now, this is not exactly how it happened in real life, but this is a fictional TV series based on a very true story, but it's not a documentary. If anything... I think the series might have downplayed just how ruthless Griselda Blanco was in real life. As a huh. woman in, in the macho drug culture run by ruthless macho hombres, you don't get the nickname Godmother rise to the top with a net worth of $2 billion in the 80s by charm and being a good conversationalist, okay? You get it by murdering anybody that gets in your way or crosses you or fails to follow your orders. Loyalty comes from respect and respect comes from fear. Now the movie does show how determined 
Griselda had to be to get to where she was. The men tried to not take her serious at their own peril. She was smart. She had a plan. She was not afraid of violence, and she refused to stop. Now, while this is going on, a second story is happening. There is a woman detective named June. She is played by Juliana Aiden Martinez. She has been promoted, but only because she speaks Spanish. And all they really want her to do is just, you know, tell them what the Spanish-speaking criminals are saying. But she's very smart. She's very energetic. But her male counterparts refuse to take her seriously until her theory of a woman running the drug business winds up not just being a, quote, stupid idea. There are six episodes. They're 48 minutes each. It's rated TVMA. Now, I don't know exactly what TVMA means, but this has bloody violence, decapitations, blood, blood, and some more blood, language, every possible word, using every letter in the alphabet, nudity, a whole bunch, drug use, do you have to ask? Smoking, the most realistic smoking I have ever seen on a TV screen in years. I went for a chest x-ray after the second episode and started using chest I'm telling you. I mean, I, I mean, these people are smoking. They are. They smoke more than my daddy did. And he only lit one cigarette in the morning. He let the rest of them off of his other ones. I mean, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But... Is this the best drug-running movie ever? No, but it is good because of the true story behind it. But what really makes it worth watching is Vigera's performance. She is, like I said, unrecognizable under the prosthetics, including face, nose, false teeth. Very realistic, but nothing like the real Blanco. If you've seen a picture of her, she was a hard woman. But what it does do is keep you from seeing and thinking Gloria from Modern Family. You don't think about that because of the way she's made up. She owns this part. And it could not be any more different than it was from the one she played in the sitcom. I mean, she was great at that. But And you're actually pulling for her at the start. And even when she becomes more ruthless and more violent and transforms into the murderous drug dealer, you can't take your eyes off of her. We all know she's a great comedic actor, but now she has proved she can do anything and do it well. My score on this is five ice cold buds. It is worth sitting down and watching. I mean, and once you start it, you can't stop it. It's awesome. Awesome. Lamar, I watched it and I agree with every single thing you said. You left out one detail. There's language. Every oh. vowel, every consonant in two languages. So yes. what you miss in yes. English, you'll catch in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the way they, they speak, what, what would you say, Sherry? 90% spoke everything spoken in Spanish? That's what's so fun to watch because it must be amazing for Sofia Vergara to be not only doing oh, a serious yeah. role, but in her native language. It's got to be such a yeah. blast. It's Listen, she, after, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know it was her, I swear. She's no, amazing. no, no way. No way. But it's interesting you all. just said that you're pulling for her, even though she's this horrifying monster. I just read this article uh, the other day about how we as consumers of movies and TV shows 
and really in real life in some cases pull for the bad guys because there's something about a bad guy who's getting away with something that uh, is appealing. It could be Al Capone. I mean, I mean, there are websites dedicated to Al Capone, and you look at some of the uh, comments, and it's like, that's when a man was a man. I mean, he killed people with baseball bats, you know, and Tony Soprano, and the list goes on and on, uh, whether they're fictional or real life. And evidently, you're telling us that she's another one, huh? Yep. I yep. would I would agree with your five bud score, but folks, remember he's referring to Budweiser, not another kind of bud in this particular case. <laughs> yep. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, we have our winners for the Bob and Sherry Burn That Bill contest. You are going to be outraged at what these people are being put, put through. Our first winner receiving to 500 bucks to burn her bill is Michelle. She said, back in June, I had to have some skin cancer removed off my back. My insurance paid for part of the surgery, but denied the claim for pathology. WTF, they cover the removal of the skin, but won't cover to have it tested? She got slapped with a $1,200 bill for that. Whoa. Then we've got Julie, our next winner. She got a water bill for $793.45 this month. She said, I called the company to ask about it. And they said, yeah, we came out and we noticed it was high and you didn't have a leak at the meter. So we put a note on your account. And Julie said, well, that's good. Did anybody ever think it might be a good idea to contact me to let me know? And the employee said, no, we just put a note on the account. And Julie said, oh, good, because, you know, since I call every day to ask about your mama and them, then you could just tell me I had a note on my account. Does that make sense? That's a good Julie. sense of humor. Julie, you're our people. Then there's Barbara T. She's got a Duke power bill. They said if she doesn't give them $443 today, they're going to shut her power off in February. Barbara goes, I'm 70. I get only $740 a month from Social Security. I can only work part time. I got behind because I can't always work and I have a $420 a month car payment. I struggle on a daily basis. I listen to your show on the mornings when I go to my job. Well, girl, we're going to help you pay off that power bill so the company doesn't turn your power off. And finally, our last winner, Yolanda, who said, I just had the 1969 era windows replaced in my house. I'm a single mom with a college student working full time to take care of both of us. Money's tight right after Christmas, and now the bill is due. The total was $4,500. Having an extra payment for them would be a huge help. Please consider me for the contest. Congratulations, Yolanda, Barbara, Julie, and Michelle. And Julie, you keep giving the water company hell. How dare they? How dare they just put a note on your account and not tell you like you're the amazing Kreskin? How the heck were you supposed to know? That is an outrage. Outrage. I would love to know how that bill got so high. $700 for water is kind of unheard unless she's got dual swimming pools, which I seriously doubt. Good Lord. She doesn't, and there was no leak. I'm having a thing with our water bill. It's sexy utility talk time on the Bob and Sherry Show. <laughs> but I'm, I'm having a thing with our water bill where every other month, it's like checkerboard it. One month, it's the right amount. The next month, it's insane. And I called and they said to me, well, you know, are you like, do you have a lot of guests? Are you filling a pool? Yeah. Every other month I fill a swimming pool all year round. <laughs> it's what we do. 
And on the months when we're not filling a pool, we're running an illegal courtyard by Marriott here. And these guests really take some showers. Like, just absolutely nuts. Yeah. So congratulations to all of our Burn Your Bill mm-hmm. winners. All deserving of it. Now, let's chat a little bit more about Griselda, which the People's Movie Critic reviewed and really loved it and gave it five mm-hmm. buds. There is a scene in the first, toward the end of the first episode where Griselda, she has fled her abusive husband. He's done something unspeakable that I will not tell you because I don't want to spoil it. But she's taken her boys and she's fled Colombia and she's in Miami staying with a friend. And she's desperate. She's got to get on her feet. This mom and all of her sons are sleeping in one room in this um, acquaintance's house. It's it's a bad situation. Griselda has no money, no prospects. So she's she's got a kilo of cocaine. That's that's what she's going to start her life with in America. And there's a scene toward the end of it where she walks into this swaggy Miami nightclub where the local drug kingpin is holding court and she confronts him because she wants to be his supplier. Now, the problem is she just left a really ugly drug dealer shootout. She is spattered with blood and she (laughs) walks in there and all these like club you know, uh, customers, they're all like, they're, they're all beautiful and they're there to dance and whatever. They are looking at her like they can't believe what they're seeing. And she wears that blood and that mayhem like it's a designer dress. I mean, she That's just great. owns it. And that you is have to, great. You have to think to yourself what kind of stones it would take. To push past the bouncer, walk through that crowded club, and confront that drug lord. It is an incredible Because it could go a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? I mean, it could yeah. be very intimidating because of the way you look. Or, you know, one of those guys could look up and said, what is this shooter? She doesn't yeah. know. And she, you know, it's, a game, it's a game of chicken, life and death stakes. And she stares it down. The, it's so good. The true, the true story of the real Griselda is even more intense. I'm actually uh, doing the true story on the Talking Lamar podcast uh, oh, coming yeah. up. Good. And uh, there is, yeah, yeah. This was a bad woman. A bad yeah. woman. Bad girl. The baddest yeah. of the bad girls. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Kohl's. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com today. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Pete Lee. I love being in Canada because it's after 1 p.m. right now, so most of you are drunk. And <laughs> I, uh, I'm not a very good drinker. I'm your friend that if I have like three or more alcohols, I'm like, you don't even love me. <laughs> I'm not a manly man. I know I look like a quarterback, but inside I am all cheerleader. <laughs> like if I was strangling one of you, you'd be like, oh, your hands are so soft. <laughs> oh, death tickles. <laughs> I, uh, all I want is to be like more of a bad boy, right? Like a real troublemaker, you know? But like, look, look around this room. No woman in here right now is looking at me like, oh man, I bet Pete would ravage me all night. But there are women looking at me like, I bet Pete has good penmanship. <laughs> and I do. Here's what I'm like. Have you ever been on your toilet, right? And your bathroom door is shut. And you're like, I am all alone. And then all of a sudden your cat's paw comes under the door. You know that moment where your cat's like, hey there, buddy. Why aren't we hanging out right now? I want to hang out with you so bad. 
That's what I'm like with friendship. <laughs> yeah, I can be a bad boy though, ladies. Wow. <laughs> like I, I got into a tussle the other day. Yeah, I got into a tussle with one of those motion sensor sinks. Do you guys tussle with that technology? That's the worst technology on the planet because we're all intelligent people, but it makes you feel stupid because you're standing there waving your dumb hand like, how pale am I? <laughs> this thing's looking at my hand like, nah, that's just more sink. <laughs> just judging my bone white ivory hand. I'm standing there waving my dumb hand. It's giving me no water, but motion sensor hand foam is like, eerie, eerie. I'm here for you, buddy. Eerie. I'm talking to it. I'm like, I can't use you yet. Because I don't have water from your friend. Eerie. I'm like, ugh. Paper towels are like, <laughs> So what do you do? You try different hand motions, right? You're like, I'm going to go really slow. I'm going to go really fast. And I'm like, hey -ya! But then you finesse it like a little bit. And it rewards you. It's like squirt. You're like, oh. So that's what gets you going. Eerie, I was watching. <laughs> Me too. I, um, I have a girlfriend who's female. Um, yeah, woo, all right. Uh, we, uh, you know, here's the problem is um, I'm a feminist. I love women. I used to live in one. Um, but women don't want a feminist in the bedroom, right? They don't want that. They want a Viking that knows limits, you know? They want a psychic Viking, right? I don't know how to talk dirty in the bedroom. I'm like, yeah, do you like that? Do you like that? Okay, just checking. <laughs> the other night, my girlfriend, she goes, what do you want to do to me? And I was like, I'm going to get you pregnant. And then, you know, I'll just like be there for you. <laughs> when we first got together, she goes, what are you into? Like in the bedroom. And I was like, consent. <laughs> yeah. I have a huge consent fetish. Uh, I love consent so much. How much do I love it? Uh, I love consent so much, I don't even use those credit card chip readers until it tells me that I can. Have you ever tried to put your card in too early? It's like, quack, quack, quack. I'm like, whoa, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> But every single time, I'm just standing there all hesitant. The cashier's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm waiting for you to tell me that I can put it in. Every time, she's like, oh, let me do it. <laughs> all right, you guys, I'm Pete Lee. Thanks for being a great crowd. He's funny, but he is every woman's nightmare. <laughs> Honestly. He, um, he has his, his own very specific pacing. Like there's yeah. there's a Pete Lee vibe that you gotta get. Yeah. You can find that set at B O B A N D S H E R I dot com. And if you're like, oh, I'm running late, I missed the people's movie critic, you can find his review there too. Bob and Sherry .com. This is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I read this article. 
New York Times the other day, and here is the headline. I was addicted to my smartphone, so I switched to a flip phone for a month. Was it inconvenient? Yes. Did texting drive me crazy with this thing? Yes. Was it worth it? Absolutely. That is an interesting idea. I can't tell you how many times I've said to myself, you're getting addicted. You know, I'll be in the sandwich shop. They're making my uh, sandwich and I'm going, I got to look at something right now. Let me check. I already know what the stock is. I got to show what's the temperature today. Uh, Let me get the update on what's going on in the news. It's the same news that I just saw about five minutes ago. And I'm going, stop it. Just sit there, look around and look at people's faces. Look at the potato chip bag. Do something outside of staring with your head down at that telephone. So this person did this for a month. And she's staying with it. And she said, the main reason it works and you're able to cut yourself from doing what I just described or something just like it is the, the, the screen is boring. The screen is boring. So, you know, if you flip it open, yeah. there's nothing there that says, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. You're back to looking at whatever is around you. I don't We're think off. I'm going to do that, but I, I have I have given that thought. What did you just say, Lamar? We're lost. We can't. I mean, we're lost. By the time you yeah. think you're addicted, you've been addicted for two years. I mean, wait, wait, I know. we're lost. I, I don't know. know how to stop I know. it. I don't know. Um, and, and it, you know, it, my wife, the other day, I, w- I was at a different supermarket that I normally shop in. The phone goes off. Where are you? What are you doing? And I thought, I thought, what am I doing wrong? Does she think I'm at a strip club? You know, I call her. What's the matter? I, I'm just at this, this other supermarket. Oh, I just saw you. I was tracking you. Come on, come on. It's too much. It's too much. I swear I'm going to go to a flip phone like this lady. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. It's talk back time. Now you can call on the phone like some people still do at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRI. And have you noticed that it has been like a minute since you've heard someone say, call us toll free? Because when was the last time, unless you're calling outside the country, you paid for long distance? Think about that for a second. It's true. Think about think about how your whole life TV commercials have been yelling at you to call toll free. And now suddenly it's like, oh, that part where we were like ripping you off to call over one state. Sorry about that. We're done with that. We don't do that anymore. So 844-52-SHERRY. Or if you have our app, it's free in Google Play in the App Store. You can download that, listen to the show and all the podcasts, tap the little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do all the work. Hey, Bob and Sherry, Max Doc and Lamar. It's Annie from Forsyth, Georgia. I had to call because I was listening to one of your podcasts on the way home from last week, and I almost had a panic attack. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest because I don't know how this slipped my mind, but I forgot about cicadas, sort of, um, and... Now I am terrified because I remember very well 13 years ago in central Georgia when we had cicadas, and it was a nightmare, a horror movie. They were everywhere. You walked on them. They were got in your hair. They were all over the place, and the sound is just, it is like a horror movie. So now, now on my way home, after a day at work, I'm like, oh, great. Now what am I going to do? I'm going to have to escape from the cicadas. So I call my husband, and I'm like panicking, like, I've got to leave. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I cannot deal with the cicadas 
I'm going to have to go somewhere. He's like, where are you going to go? I'm like, I have no idea. So I need your help, guys. Um, We need some kind of uh, cicada-like uh, escape plan where we can, like a resort where we can go and stay while the cicadas are down here and then, you know, go back home afterwards. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't think I can do it. It really was a horror movie to me. And on top of that, my daughter, who's, you know, majoring in forensic entomology, just got a cicada tattoo. She's carrying me as age. You know, I'm like, so you're going to have a cicada on your body for the rest of your life? I wouldn't even want to look at a cicada for two seconds. Anyway, I am terrified. So if you have any suggestions of how to escape the cicadas in uh, central Georgia, please let me know. I hate them. They're about like, um, you know, the water bugs and the roaches to me. All right. Love you guys always. Have a great day. I am not going to be the one to call Tony to ask for money for a cicada resort getaway for all of our listeners. I just, I'm not going to be the guy that asked for that money. I mean, I- it was hard enough. It was hard enough when we asked him during the first COVID lockdowns for a bidet a day in May. He's like, every day? Every day for the whole month, a bidet a day. Right. Um, right. So now, now who's going to call Tony and go, so we want to do a giveaway to a cicada-free zone. What do you think? Do you know what happened? And I'm not you sure what, what a cicada-free zone would even be right now. They won't Where be one. They're coming. They're coming for all of us. They're coming. They're coming. You can't get Some away people from are so freaked out over insects. You know, I used to kill them when I was in college as an exterminator's helper. So I got, I just never had it the other day. And this, I don't like it when I hear women screaming, except in certain situations, but I don't like high pitched screaming, especially from women. I'm in the other side of the house. Madison is uh, in the back TV room with uh, Mary and the dogs. And I'm not, I'm not going to try to replicate it completely, but it's like, ah, ah, the two of them just screaming. And I went, Oh my God, an animal got into the house or there's a crazy man in the house. I go running back. There's one bug walking across the the floor. And of course, (laughs) and they're screaming, Bob, Bob, ah, Bob. And I come in and I get rid of the bug. And I just go, do you know how upset I am right now? I thought something awful was happening back here. And it was you two. Um, the people because brood it's brood X and then what's the other brood Lamar that's coming? Because it's, it's been all over thirteen and brood nineteen. Yeah, it's been all over social media. Oh, they um, come. I've in. seen they come. In. I've seen people talk about you know um if you deep fry them or roast them they're really delicious and my dog loves to eat them or I and I know the day could what come. is it I know yeah. the day could come where we would have to eat and roast cicadas and you think that would never happen to you but i promise you the human instinct to survive is strong and if civilization collapsed and all you have was a cicada buddy you'd eat it with relish but um literally with relish literally Um, which is the only by the way that's the only way you could even eat relish is if there was a cicada involved because that stuff's nasty that's true but but to just go out and fish one off the driveway for funsies oh no no more cicadas, Madison? No. Okay. A million <laughs> yeah. per acre. They say some places will have a million per acre. 
That is kind of frightening. They got red, they, these bunches have red eyes. They got the red eyes. They coming. Le- oh, yeah. they coming. Lamar, you're traumatizing our listener who is already traumatized. Could you not hear it in her voice? All right, we, yeah. got, we got some more talk back straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Come visit the Bob and Sherry store Wish you were to find great deals down every aisle. Wish you we wish you were here to get the Book of Bob, Cooking with Cats, Bob and Cherry Grocery Totes, Phone Cases, Shirts, Night Shirts, Caricature Mugs, Scones from the Scone Goddess, Water Bottles, True Weird Stuff Merchandise, and more. We wish you were here for the time of a lifetime. The, time of a lifetime. the Bob and Cherry Store on the shop tab at bobandcherry.com. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Okay, so we have another talkback message. And if you want to call the show, we turn the phones on and leave them on 24-7, which is a joy for Max at 844-52-SHERI. Or you can grab our app. It's free in Google Play in the Apple Store. And just tap the little microphone in the center, bottom of the screen, and talk and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob and Sherry and the whole crew. Uh, love your show. Been listening since 2007. The other day you guys were talking about uh, the first movie you saw that was rated R. And my first movie, I believe I was probably five or six years old, was Major League. My mom was out of town, so my dad decided to let me watch that. And I eventually became obsessed with Charlie Sheen and the song Wild Thing. And my mom could not <laughs> figure it out why. And then one day when I was singing Wild Thing again, she's like, where did you hear that? And I said, oh, I watched Major League. And she said, when did you watch Major League? And I said, with Dad. And she (laughs) freaked out. It was hilarious. My dad got in huge trouble for that. But, yes, that was my first rated R movie, and I totally remember it. All right. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) Wasn't that the movie that there was a scene between um, Willie Nelson and – the blonde bombshell from that period, uh, Jenny McCarthy, wasn't there? And there was, I can't really tell you what the conversation was, but it was definitely not appropriate for, you know, a middle school girl. Do you remember? I haven't seen, I, Lamar might, I haven't seen I, Major no, League in think, so I, I long. Major League didn't have Willie Nelson. I don't, I don't think so, no. It, it didn't have it? Okay, all right. I'm guessing I'm thinking I, of it. It had Wesley one. Snipes and it had Charlie Sheen and Tom Berenger. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. I think there, I've seen more baseball played in movies than I've seen baseball played as a game in real life when I sit here and think yeah. about it. Because there are some baseball movies like Bull Durham and Field of Dreams that you will just watch over and over again, the natural, like if I'm, if I'm popping channels and one of those movies is on, I'm like, Oh yeah, I like a baseball movie, but to go to a baseball game because they last what a roughly maybe two and a half years or so. They're so long They've to watch them. a baseball game. They've shortened. Yeah. Them. Max is right. They, they have shortened them. That is the hardest topic <clears throat> to get made in Hollywood, by the way, or one of the hardest topics to to get made as a film baseball baseball movie yeah because Allie my daughter Allie when she was in college somehow snared this um, internship in Los Angeles with a film production company I think it was Fox and she was right near the uh, executive offices and they were all very nice most of the time she was going out to get coffee and filing and that sort of thing but they ask everybody in their uh, office and on their staff Come up with one pitch. What would you like to see made into a movie? 
And she couldn't come up with anything. So she called me and I said, tell them to, I was just finishing um, an autobiography, not an autobiography, a biography of Mickey Mantle, who had a very troubled life. I mean, he came from nothing in Oklahoma. He becomes the biggest athlete in the world, but he struggles with being a father. He wasn't a really good father. He's cheating on his wife. I mean, it, it, there was, and then alcoholism, severe alcoholism. And I said, There's, it's a real drama. And so she pitched it and they said, yeah, I don't think so. Baseball movies just don't sell. And I said, go back in there and tell, it's not about baseball. It's about a guy and, and you know, what he was as a father and a star at the same time and how he got together with his kid later in life and all. And they just didn't well, want anything can, to do with it. How can they say baseball movies don't sell? I feel like the Bad News Bears was a hit. I know Field of Dreams was a hit. And Major League and The Natural and Bull Durham. And I know I'm missing about a thousand baseball movies here. Like, yeah. how can You're they not, say though. that? There, because there are hundreds of movies that are released a year, and you're talking about a few movies that were made over decades. There's just not a ton of them. And a lot of those movies, like Bad News Bears, is that Each really one a baseball memorable, movie? About, but there's not a bunch. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I mean, that's about kids more than anything else. And it feels of the dreams. Is, it's almost sci-fi, you know. I mean, the Sandlot. Like, there. I, I guess what I, I hear what you're saying. These are movies where baseball is a metaphor, or baseball is yeah. running in the background. Although I felt very strongly that Bull Durham, while it was a love story, was also very much about baseball. Like they did spend it a was. lot of time playing baseball in that movie. And Major League, I feel like the whole thing was on a baseball field. But no, I hear you. I just, I never thought about it until today that most of the baseball I've watched in my life has been in a movie, not on a I field. I think there's a lot of people don't live near a, a major league uh, 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 stadium and they don't see it either. You know, there's only somebody's own, somebody's cities. I try when my girls were tiny, tiny, I was like, what do you think about T-ball? And they were like, ew, no. <laughs> so that was that. Like, they, I didn't even have T-ball kids. All right, straight ahead. You know what happens when you fall in love and then you get your heart broken? It leaves a real mark. That's next. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by BritBox? Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this Well, welcome to Love Month. And guess what? It turns out that love leaves a mark. It leaves on your brain. So um, you are thinking about the person that you love and you're looking forward to seeing them. Maybe you're looking forward to getting home from work or looking forward to meeting them at the restaurant for dinner, whatever it is. When you think about that person that you love, your brain gets flooded with dopamine, which is the same thing that your brain gets flooded with when you're craving sugar or nicotine, right? Or substances. And it, it's like lighting up your brain's reward center. And it is motivating you. Never mind this traffic and this bad weather and that you've had a long day. You're going to be seeing your person. Now, if that same dinner was with just a coworker or an acquaintance, your brain isn't flooded with those kinds of like feel good chemicals. Your reward center isn't lighting up. Yeah. You're, you're glad to be having dinner with your buddy or whatever, but it's not the same thing 
as it is with the person that you love. And that is kind of like a signature, a chemical signature in your brain that shows that this is someone that you want to be with more than you want to be with anyone else. And when you hook people up to these neuroimaging technologies, you can watch in real time as their brains go wild, just holding their beloved's hands, which is very romantic, don't you think? Right? Yeah. That, yeah, that your brain would just go wild just when you're, just when you're holding hands. But here's the thing. When you break up and you're apart, even if you're not broken up, but let's say you're separated, you know, it becomes a long distance relationship for whatever reason. He or she deploys, you know, or has to go to the other side of the country for a job. Yeah. Right. When you get reunited, that chemical signature in your brain, it's almost completely gone. And it has to be reset all over mm. again. But no. this is good. So this is kind of like on the one hand, you're like, well, that's not good. But it right. is kind of good news for people that have gone through a very painful breakup. Or maybe right. even they've lost someone. Like their life partner has died. And so the brain is trying to protect you from being heartbroken by this loss, this breakup forever mm -hmm. by resetting your brain. doesn't happen overnight. It takes a while. And for some people, it takes even longer. So we've all known, I think, haven't you, someone that just could not get past a relationship ending? Have you known anyone like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, for years, maybe forever. I, I know a couple of people. I think it's been forever. Prolonged grief disorder. That's what it's called. Yeah. We have yeah. a former coworker that has this, I think. Like their brains, their dopamine and their reward centers and all of that, it doesn't reset as quickly or maybe even at all. So that breakup for them is this eternal state of heartbreak and suffering. You know, it's not Which always is, just heartbreak and suffering. Sometimes it is a pissed off embarrassment. Like, I didn't think you were going to leave me, especially if it's a divorce. I, you have embarrassed me. And, and, and I know a, a, a situation like this. And this person will never get over it and will be bitter to the end. Well, that's a, that's like a slightly different part of the brain. It is than it this is, yeah. than this hijacked um, dopamine flood reward system. But here's right. why this is important for people that they just are drowning in endless, unrequited love. They just can't get past it. They just can't get over it. Knowing that this works this way means that we may be able to develop treatment that will help people move on. Not great. people that are lost in anger and bitterness. That's completely different. Right. People that are just unable to move through the grief of the loss. Because, right. and this is, like on the one hand, you're like, oh, this is so sad. But on the other hand, it's amazing that love changes your brain. It changes who you are. It would just be awful to get kind of stuck there, wouldn't it? It would. Yes, without a doubt. I mean, we just, at some point, everybody, I think not everybody's been hurt by a breakup or anything, but I think most people at one time or another have been, and you've just got to get out. You have got to put it in the rear view mirror and start all over again. And I think- But the, for uh, these people, 
they can't. I know. Like that's what know. that's what we're saying here. Like these people, their brains are stuck. So giving right. them pep talks and get on out there and there's a million fish in the sea, it's meaningless to these people. They're stuck and right. they're suffering and now we can help them. Yeah, that's and great. And be thankful. Be thankful that as we enter love month. Sometimes everything is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that this isn't you. Now it's time to sing Wouldn't it be terrible to have your brain stuck in that heartbreak? Hang on. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm just going to cold call someone I used to know for opinions. She's still in here. Well, thank you. Yeah, I hope that works. And if out. you think you've had too much of this life, hold on. Because this repair to your hijacked dopamine is coming, love month lovers. Take us out, Ariel. That's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. I was on some website the other day, and the headline was New Trend for the Wealthy Leaving Their Windows Open So Others Can See Inside the House. And I went, What? Evidently, wealthy people like in New York City, if they have a brownstone or in California or in your hometown, they have a really nice house. They're not closing their blinds. They're leaving them open day and night. So as you walk by or drive by the house, you're going to look in and see how nice it is. And I thought, wow, if I had a lot of really nice stuff, I don't know if I want people looking in. And then I also thought about we have, a, we have a nice house, and we have a front door that's all glass, you know. And I think it looks nice. Mary's done a nice job with the living room you can see in. But, boy, I can remember when I didn't have very much, and I was just coming up. Here's here's why I didn't leave the, you know, windows open all the time. Because I had, like, secondhand furniture that looked like junk and a cheap Herculon couch in rust color, you know. Who, who would want to look in there and say, oh, that's nice. Now, they would look in there and say, boy, this guy's struggling. That's, that's the guy that's on the radio, isn't it? Have you seen the inside of his house? You can walk by and you look in. I mean, it's, he's got no artwork on the wall. This guy's got nothing. But for the rich, it's just a thing that they're doing. Why do you think they're doing it? Is it a, hey, look at me? Is it to make the neighborhood, you know, look more interesting as you walk by? What's the reason for that? Maybe they're letting um, in more light. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the style right now. And the first Why thing though? I think about when I look at that, yeah. first thing I think when I see a house like that is not, oh, they just want me to see how much money they have or, oh, it must be nice. The first thing I think is, y'all, y'all can afford to pay somebody to clean this because... <laughs> It would be animal noses and kid handprints all day long at my house. I yeah, would never that's be true. Able to have that. That's true. That's very true. Like maybe a couple of the kids have, you know, left the nest. But anyway, that's that's what the rich are doing. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry podcast. Oh, when I saw this, I was like, this has Bob Lacey written all over it. These are um, true legitimate real ridiculous titles that nobility has had like for example you might not realize that kim jong-il 
which is the late father of Kim Jong Un. Un. Do yeah. you know that one of yeah. his many titles? He had a lot of nicknames, mm-hmm. um, but one of his many titles was "Eternal Bosom of Hot Love." <laughs> <laughs> And you can see her at the Gentleman's Club on Friday nights at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Eternal bosom of hot love. Um, wow. Queen, the late Queen Elizabeth. So apparently in the state of Nebraska, it's very common mm-hmm. to um, give famous people or dignitaries or whatever a special Alaska title. And so oh. Queen Elizabeth was given the title Admiral in the Great Navy of the State of Nebraska. And I will remind Queen everyone. Elizabeth? That ne- yes, and Nebraska's yeah, landlocked. Land- landlocked, yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Alaska doesn't have a navy. Here's another one. Um, so King Charles II. So our the, the current King Charles is King Charles III. King Charles II was not popular. He took taxpayers' money and he spent it on mistresses and he even got exiled from um, his country, his um, noble title. And they did this. They did this. They granted him this title to humiliate him was his lordship, the mutton eating king. (laughs) (laughs) He's not alone. Um, King James I of England, um, who was described by historians as being very wise when it came to small things, but Mm -hmm. a fool when it came to big things. Mm -hmm. He was granted the title King James I, the wisest fool in Christendom. And current King Charles, um, Mm -hmm. the Maasai tribe in Tanzania, when he visited the country in 2012, they gave him an incredibly important title because um, the Maasai raise livestock and they are extremely um, protective of, they venerate their cattle. So they named King Charles III, the current King of England, as King Charles III, the royal helper of the cows, which is actually... <laughs> kind of uncomfortable. That's actually... Yeah. yeah, but it's it's kind of sweet. Now let's go to um, Frederick, the Prince of Wales. When he was alive, he was the heir apparent to be the king. But the mm-hmm. problem was he was waiting for his, of course, kind of like Prince Charles had to wait for Queen Elizabeth to die. Prince Frederick had to wait for his father to pass. And so he waited and he waited and he waited. And then he died before his father did. And so after his death, he was declared Frederick, poor Frederick, the Prince of Wales. I think that is the <laughs> saddest. That is, so sad. that is so sad. That is the saddest. That so, is um, awful. Now let's go. Let's stay in England and we'll go all the way back to um, King Ethelred. So the rightful successor to be the king was Ethelred's brother, Edward. But but he was um, killed by the Danish in a plot because they were afraid that the, that England was going to like move on them in a military way. So they, oh, yeah. they killed the real king, and the mm-hmm. one who became the king was 10 years old, and he became known as King Ethelred the Unready, which is really hard. You're going to have to That's hard to, to like, lead never... men into battle. That's hard to lead men into battle. First of all, the name alone is, is tough <laughs> yeah. to get behind. 
Now, this one's kind of fun. Um, he was the first Duke of Wellington, and he went to Spain, and King Ferdinand um, wanted to give him a title, but he mm -hmm. thought that calling him Generalissimo, which would be Spanish, it didn't, it just didn't really make sense for, you know, the Duke yeah. of Wellington. So right, instead, right. the King of Spain declared him Arthur, the Knight of the Golden Fleece, Wellesley. Even though there was no such thing as the Golden Fleece, Makes it just, no yeah, it just sounded good. Here's the yeah, one that yeah. you guys are, this is the last one we're going to do. This is the one you're going to wish you had as your title. Mm -hmm. So okay. he was, he was French and his name was Gaston of Foix. And he went to Italy and he led the army and they beat the Spanish military in a bunch of battles. Mm -hmm. um, now he was, he, he didn't live, he was here for a good time, not a long time. He didn't live a long life because he was forever, he was forever going to war, right? So mm -hmm. he died in action when he was only 23 and the mm -hmm. royal family of Italy declared him the Thunderbolt of Italy. That is the best title That's a good one. ever. That is, that a, is good a good one. one. I still tell don't want to die want... at 23, but if you got to no, go but... out, go out like a thunderbolt. Yeah. Tell me you wouldn't yeah. want to be known as Robert, yeah. the thunderbolt of Italy. Now, unfortunately, I, I can't see any world where they go, Lamar Richardson, the thunderbolt <laughs> of Italy. This <laughs> doesn't work as well. Yeah, and it, it, it doesn't have the ring to it. It doesn't. We well, got your Zippy Zodiac next. It's Bob and Sherry. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie King and the Zippy Zodiac. Hey, Charlie, how are you today? How's Key West? Everything all right there? Yeah, it's bright and sunny and cold all at once, so it's kind of a nice it's combination. Cold. It's cold. What's cold in Key West this time of year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cold to us is kind of 69, 70. <laughs> Oh, get out of here. We have people in Michigan. 69 or 70. That is delightful. What a great place. Okay. So Sherry is uh, taking care of Kevin right now. Join us uh, a little later. Let's start out with Aries. What's going on with Aries? So Aries this week, your mind is in sparkle mode. So you're buzzing with inventive ideas that inspire new exciting goals and dreams. Follow up on the more unusual ones which could really work in your favor to earn bonus points for someone very important. I love the uh, the, the concept, the spark. What, did you say sparkle, sparkle. ideas? Or, yes, sparkly sparkle ideas. I, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to use that with my wife. Sweetheart, I have a sparkle <laughs> idea that we uh, have to embrace <laughs> for this weekend. Uh, Taurus the bull. What's up for Taurus? Taurus, this week you could seek someone's support or it's you that will be called upon yourself to take a leadership role. So embrace this opportunity to shine, but make sure not to take on so much that you end up feeling burnt out by the weekend. Yeah, I just hate taking on the responsibility to shine. You know, it's, it's, such, it's such pressure when you come right down to it. Good luck, Taurus. Gemini. Yes. Gemini, this week there could be an important application for you to consider and it might be something like a passport or a job promotion or a credit card or just some kind of permit. So go ahead, put yourself forward and send it out for a quick and positive response. Hey, no, you know, we, yeah, we, you're a Gemini. Yeah, uh, there's a possibility for a job promotion for you here in the Bob and Sherry <laughs> show. Now, it would be driving Kevin Sky's, to the hospital, yeah. you know, but uh, that's about all. Sky's the limit, baby. Sky's the limit. Yeah, that's right. We're up to cancer now. Cancer. 
Cancer, a thought that sticks in your mind could be anything from song lyrics on repeat to some kind of obsession with achieving a personal goal. So as long as it's positive, go with it and channel your mental fixation to work in your favor. Very good. All right. We're over to Leo the Lion. Leo, this is the perfect week to address any issues that you may have with others. Be mindful of communication hiccups and approach everything with patience. And this applies to paperwork too. So be cautious with contracts and get a second pair of eyes to look over something if you're not sure. That sounds like a stressful period. I mean, when you started Mm -hmm. it off, what what did you say? Addressing some issues with people? Yes. Yes. I, Confrontation. I hate addressing issues with people. Oh, man, I hate it. I will pay somebody to take that. Uh, finally, it's uh, not finally, but it's uh, it's finally me. <laughs> kind of outed myself there a little. Virgo, the virgin. Virgo, this week is about organizing your to-do lists, catching up with bill paying, and streamlining your everyday tasks with some kind of superhero efficiency. And it's also a great time to book wellness checkups and Adopt a Zen habit that helps you stop from getting stressed out by other people's mindless chatter. (laughs) Exactly. It's like you're looking into my head. That's right. Uh, Libra. Libra, this week, your mind may be easily distracted and you need more exciting and unusual things to chew over than just regular work and life. There's something like the stock market might catch your eye or you just want to be more of a social butterfly. So keep the good vibes flowing and sprinkle in some self-care too. All right. We're over to Scorpio, who are passionate, stubborn, resourceful, and brave people. We What's are up not. For them? <laughs> Scorpio this week is about deep, serious, intense communication. And this is a tricky energy that might actually add some extra drama into the mix when an issue from the past comes back around yet again for what seems like the millionth time. Um, Charlie, can I just say that every week you're absolutely right about me? (laughs) For anybody that's just sort of casually listening, this is always spot on. (laughs) That's excellent. That's good to know. Sagittarius. Sagittarius, it's all about following up on new interests that are more progressive, and this could include learning a new skill in technology. Just make sure to prevent your mind from going on a curious little detour or getting too distracted with things like phone calls, messages, and errands that could end up setting you back. All right, good advice, Capricorn. Capricorn, in areas of collaboration, be it business or personal, the pace fluctuates. It's like a blend of the turtle and the hare. So try to embrace the more leisurely approach and scale back for one week. It's not going to hurt anybody. Very good. Aquarius. Aquarius, with your mind jumping around this week like a kangaroo on caffeine, try not to overthink too much. The positive, though, is that you can navigate things like debates, meetings, and interviews with mental energy. So go ahead and let your weirdest words fly. I love that expression, jumping around like a kangaroo on caffeine. (laughs) I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that. And finally, Pisces. Pisces. Pisces, you enter a more reflective phase this week and your mind dives into personal life and past chapters. So explore behind the scenes and learn lessons of your personal history without dwelling on anything for too long because the past is just a place for you to reference and not to reside. And there we are, the Zippy Zodiac. Will you do me one favor, Charlie, before you leave? Will you pronounce Mm -hmm. in the beautiful way you do the word P-A-S-T? 
past. I just love it. I, I love it. I just man. love it. I love it. Thank you, dear. Have a great day in Key West, Florida. This is Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. We are glad to be with Passenger in England. We're here in the U.S. His new album is called Songs for the Drunk and Brokenhearted. And I don't know if you read some of the uh, PR releases about you, but this this one line really caught my eye, and I, I so identified with you. You did not apply yourself at school in Brighton <laughs> and spent time making music. Uh, I did I, I did embrace that. Middle school was never a good time for me. What, what was uh, your life like during that period? That's a very good question. Yeah, I, you know what? I think it's a really tough time for a lot of kids around, you know, like you're, you're going from being a kid and into an adult that's a painful uh experience for a lot of people i think and i just yeah i just found it very difficult to concentrate on uh all the things i was meant to be concentrating on and just wanted to yeah make music and um uh play football and uh and do other things and uh yeah i i think i think it just got to the stage where i i felt so good when i was writing songs and and performing and Mm -hmm. i i knew that i I'd found, yeah, what I what I was passionate the direction. about. Yeah, I think so, yeah, and and something exactly. that I I really wanted to apply myself f- uh, to, yeah. you know. So I think yeah. um, I dropped out of school when I was seventeen, and that was kind of a difficult time for my my parents. I think oh, you know, yeah. if your teenage son yeah. comes up comes and says he's dropping out of school and becoming a musician, it's probably a worry for most people. I get that, um, but I think yeah. as soon as they saw that I was serious about it and that I was working really hard and. Uh, I think I think they've yeah. been super supportive with it, really. So you, you were you were busking, which if people don't who don't know that term, that's uh, that's a street musician basically. So if you were doing that one year, what within the last two or three years when you broke big, what was the greatest moment on stage where you said, "I I just can't believe I'm appearing here." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's difficult. It's difficult to kind of boil it down to one moment i mean there's been a there's been several pinch myself moments you know mm-hmm. um yeah as you say I, I started as a street musician so that you know that can that can be anything from playing to a couple of um pensioners in the rain uh, or it can be you know a little a little group of people or a pub or whatever and you know suddenly when let her go got big i was i was playing to 50 60,000 people all over all over the world at these amazing festivals and i was wow. you know on tv shows and it it was just a very, very surreal moment when that kind of flipped from from you know my reality just completely changed overnight. Really, did you ever have um, like an overt Spe- conversation with your parents about how? See, I did apply <laughs> myself. It did work out. I, I, luckily, I, I don't think I needed to have that conversation. It was it was good. They're they're very proud and yeah. I mean it it could have it could have gone any number of ways. I feel I, I feel very lucky that it's. Uh, but it's ended up in, in this direction, yeah. Well, Speaking of that song, could you uh, honor us? I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Yeah, this is, this is Let Her Go. Well, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low 
Only hit the road when you're missing home. Only know your lover when you let her go. And you let her go. Staring at the bottom of your glass, hoping one day you'll make a dream last. Dreams come slow and go so fast. You see it when you close your eyes. Maybe one day you'll understand why everything you touch surely dies. Cause you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hit the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you let her go. You're staring at the ceiling in the dark Same old empty feeling in your heart Love comes slow and it goes so fast Well you see it when you fall asleep But never to touch and never to keep Cause you loved her too much and dive too deep Cause you only need the light when it's burning low only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you let her go. When you let her go. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for persevering through all the technical problems and singing for us and for everyone listening right now. You have made a lot of people so happy today. Oh, it's, it's been a real pleasure. And can I uh, just thank you for the support as well? You know, it, it means an awful lot uh, for me to get my music played in, in the States. It's, uh, it's a bit of a dream. So thank you so much for, for playing my music and for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you again, Passenger, PassengerMusic.com. We'll post some links up on our Facebook and on our website so that you can download the new record. And you have a wonderful day. Stay healthy. And I can't wait to see you back on the road. Fantastic. Take care. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. A man fell through the ice on a frozen Michigan lake in Travis City, and he was rescued after a quick-thinking state police officer used the stranded man's dog to get the rescue equipment to him and pull the man to safety. The body camera that was worn by the uh, police officer uh, Cameron Bennett's captured the rescue, initially showing that the man was trapped in the frigid waters, just his head and shoulders above the ice, and his dog mm. was standing right there by him. <clears throat> so it shows Bennett. He first tries to throw the rescue disc, but it just doesn't work out. So when it fails, Bennett asks the guy, he says, hey, send your pup back this way. Will she come if I call her? So she, he finds out the dog's name is Ruby. He says, come here, Ruby, come here. Ruby runs over to Officer Bennett. He tie, a, ties the uh, rope to her, and so the, and then the guy calls Ruby back. Ruby takes the collar, goes back, 
and she gives it to her owner. He puts it on him, and the guy says, all right, bring your feet up to the surface by kicking your feet, and he starts pulling in the rope, and the man gets up on the ice. They pull him far enough to where they can reach him. He gets out. He's safe. The dog is safe. Everybody's safe, and it's a very happy ending to what could have been a tragedy. What a great that is dog. That so wonderful. That is That's a great story. Fantastic dog. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love I that mean, so much. Because he goes to the person that would be a stranger to him, but he goes. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he comes back. Hadn't been for the dog. I don't know what would have happened. I don't know. Yeah. Boy, they, I tell you what, sometimes we don't we don't deserve them. They're they're so no, we mostly no, don't. No, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but this is such a great, great story. I'm looking at yeah, Darby yeah. going, "If I fall in the ice, what are we doing?" And Darby's going, eh, that depends." And I'm afraid <laughs> yeah, of that. Right. I'm really, I'm really, yeah. I'm really yeah. afraid of that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. And maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day. And here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.